This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, we are still in a series, Don't Worry, Be Happy. And I really believe that, you know, that the enemy is constantly working on people, working on believers, and he's working against us. And in the area he works against us is in, in worry or fear. And we know that, 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 that fear will keep us from doing the plans and, of God's will in our lives. And we got we to gotta be very vigilant in understanding how the devil works and how he operates to come against us. The title of my sermon series is Don't Worry, Be Happy. And this was written by, I thought it was written by Bob Marley. And, uh, but he did sing that song, but it was written by Bobby McFerrin. And he wrote the song, Don't Worry, Be Happy. And, uh, and I'm not too sure if he was a Christian, but he had a revelation that worry wasn't good. And uh, in the first stanza of his song, it says, he, he, it says it this way. Here's a little song I wrote. You might want to sing it note for note. Don't worry. Be happy. In every life we have some trouble, but when you worry, you make it double. Don't worry. Be happy. Don't worry. Be happy. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> and he has that, ooh, 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 be happy. Amen. Anybody ever heard that song? And so I think that's, uh, that's what, uh, what I got my sermon series title from. So, so really, worry compounds the problem in our lives. Worry doesn't cause our problems to go away. Worry just gets us out of faith into fear. Uh, we learned in this series that faith and fear doesn't mix. Jesus exhorted us not to worry about the necessities of life. Jesus encouraged us not to worry over and over again in Matthew 6. In this life, we are going to encounter problems, bad reports, issues, but we must keep a proper perspective at all times when we encounter the negative in our lives. What is the proper perspective, you might ask? I'm glad you asked me. The, the, the proper perspective is that we have to understand that God is for us, number one. Look at your name and say, God is for you. And, and I like what it says in Romans 8.31, and Paul's talking about all kinds of problems in, in this chapter. And he says in 8.31, what then shall we say these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? This verse is saying God uh, is, is greater, the God that's greater, that's with us, than the problem that's against us. There's numerous examples in the Bible that reveals how God has got people out of the impossible. You can just study it from the book of Genesis to, to all the way through Revelation, and you'll find out that God, there's no problem that we have encountered in mankind that God cannot, with us, overcome. No problem. Every problem has been addressed 
in the Bible. You might be dealing with what I call a Red Sea dilemma in your life. And, uh, and so, what does that mean, the Red Sea Dilemma? Uh, it, it was when Moses was raised up by God to bring the children of Israel out of the Egyptian bondage into the Promised Land. And so, so, so God was really, he was doing the impossible through Moses' life. And, and he did the nine, you know, miracles, and then the final miracle, and then Pharaoh finally let them go. But Pharaoh had second thoughts. And Pharaoh said, I let, I let my whole workforce go. And, and they, they, they didn't even, they didn't leave empty-handed. When they left, they had favor with the Egyptians. And the Egyptians gave them gold, silver, gave them plenty of stuff. So they left full. See, whenever you leave any place... God will always cause you to be blessed and you will always leave full. Can I get an amen on, on that point? Amen. And so I'm going to say this, that, that Moses, they, they were going out into the wilderness to sacrifice to the Lord. And, and then the Egyptians started coming after them and, and the Egyptians were coming after them. But God was fighting their battles for them. The Bible says that some of the wheels of the chariots would pop off. That there was actually, God caused a fire to slow them down. A fire that came between the Egyptians and Moses and the Israelites. And then you have Moses now, the finally subsided. They got through that fire and the Egyptians are at their back. You may feel like that the problems you're encountering is at your back. But in front of Moses was the Red Sea. And you might... might Feel in your, in your life that there, there's things blocking you from moving into what God wants you to move into. That, that there seems to be hindrances that, that are, are, are before you. But I'm going to say this. You have to do what Moses did. You need to cry out to the Lord. You need to ask God for wisdom. What did God do? God said, take the staff that I've given you, Moses. Stretch it over and watch the water part. Glory to God. And I'm going to say this to you today. If you start speaking into your problem areas in your life, the problem will part and you will walk through on dry ground. Can I get a witness in the house today? And I love that, that, that God is for us. He was for Moses. He's for the Israelites. He's for you today. I like what it says in Romans 8, 37. Yet in all these things... We are more than conquerors through him who loves us. In other words, whatever we're going through, God can cause us to conquer in that area of our lives. And, and so really, the focus on this verse is not about being conquerors. I'm preaching today. The focus on this verse is uh, through him who loved us. So, so, so really... Ba- Bottom line is, if you get the revelation of God's love, no matter what you're dealing with in this life, you will become a conqueror. What is the enemy trying to do when we're dealing with issues or problems or circumstances that's not lining up with the word of God? The enemy tries to get us to think that God doesn't care. 
that people don't care, that you're, you're the only one in that problem. But if you stay in the love of God, if you stay rooted and grounded in God's love, God will make you a conqueror in that situation. Amen. In 1 John 4, 18, it says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Because fear involves torment, but he who fears has not been made perfect in love. So we know this, that worry is an offspring of fear. And if we're worrying, if we're in turmoil today, then we're not perfected in God's love like we need to be. Look at your neighbor and say, get a revelation of God's love. Amen. How could some of these people like Peter and Paul and some of these disciples and most of these disciples died martyr deaths? How were they able to endure all the affliction back in that day? We don't have much affliction today. Not compared to what the disciples went through. How were they able to go through all these problems and issues and ended up dying martyr deaths, they were rooted and grounded in God's love. And we got to get a revelation that God is for us. Number two, we got to get a revelation that God is in us. I love that. I like what it says in 2 Corinthians 6, 16. It says, what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. Say, I'm the temple of the living God. Amen. As God has said, I will dwell in them. I will walk among them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. Glory to God. In other words, you have the power of God residing on the inside of you. You have the Holy Spirit empowering you to overcome every circumstance, every situation. God in us, the hope of glory. I love that. I love what it says in Acts. It says in him, uh, in Acts 17, 20, for in him we live and move and have our being. In him we live and move. I love that song. In him we live and move and have our being. Glory to God. We need to start confessing that God is living on the inside of us, no matter what is going on in our lives. And John 4, 4 says this, You are of God, little children, and has overcome them, because he who is in you is greater than he that is in the world. So what am I saying to you today? If God is for us, and God is in us, how can we lose? What about this? God is with us. Look at your neighbor. God is with you. You know, when I come up here to minister the word of God, when my worship team comes up here, when you're serving in the church, you're not, you're not doing it by yourself. You have the power of the Holy Spirit working on the inside of you. I mean, we're not in this by ourselves. We are partnered with God. Glory to God. God is with us. Look at your name and say, God is with you. I love this, that, that, that uh, the angel said in Matthew 1, 23, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call him Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. 
So, so that's powerful because when Jesus came into this world, in this realm, uh, this world is sin-ridden and it was in a bad situation. But Jesus came to pay the price to bring in the grace of God into this realm. In other words, Jesus' name is Emmanuel. God is with us. And if God's with us, then praise God, then who can be against us? Amen. And it says here in Deuteronomy 31, 8, And the Lord, he is the one who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you, nor will he forsake you. Do not fear. Do not be dismayed. Why? Because God's not leaving you. He's not leaving you in your mess. He's going to cause you to create a message out of your mess. You might be dealing with circumstances and situations, but it's only going to be for a short while. It's going to be just temporary situations that we're dealing with. But I'm telling you, God is bringing us through them. Amen. God is awesome. I like what it says in 2 Thessalonians. Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace always in every way. The Lord be with you all. When you have a proper perspective of no matter what you're facing, you you got to keep your faith strong to know that God is with you. Faith creates the faith twins in our life. What are the faith twins? Well, the faith twins are peace and joy. If you're walking in faith today, you should be walking in some peace. You should be walking in some joy. And that should cause us to overcome the discouragement that is in our lives. Let's look at some foundational scriptures that we've been looking at through this series. And this is in the book of Philippians 4. It says here, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. I love that because if you're rejoicing, you can't be pouting. If you're rejoicing, you can't be crying. If you're rejoicing, what are you doing? You're praising the bigness and the greatness of God in your life. See, the enemy is going to try to get us whining and complaining and griping and looking at the circumstances and saying, oh, woe is me. No, no, no. You should never feel sorry for yourself. Why? Because you're in the kingdom of God. You have God with you, in you, and for you, glory to God. And it says here, rejoice, Lord, always. I say rejoice. Let your moderation be made to all, uh, known to all men. The Lord, I love this, the Lord is at hand. Somebody say the Lord is at hand. In other words, the Lord is with us. And then it says here, I like this. Uh, it says in uh, Peter uh, 4, 6 and 7, it says, be careful for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, shall keep your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. I love that. So, 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 so it's saying here, uh, be careful for nothing means have no anxiety about anything. Uh, Peter says it this way in the New Living Translation. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need. Thank him for all he has done. 
then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. See, we got to get to a point in our lives where we're not considering the circumstances that might be negative. We don't need to be considering those things. Glory to God. In other words, Peter, you know, he learned a lot of things through his walk with Christ. And, and you know the story of G, uh, Peter on the boat. Jesus was walking on the water. We know this story. And Peter had faith to walk out on the water, but he looked at the circumstances, the waves and the wind. He started to sink. And then Peter ended up back on the boat because of Jesus' mercy. And, and so we understand, and Peter understood something about wavering. And we got to be careful that we're not wavering between two opinions. Is God for me or is God against me? Is the circumstance greater than, than God's ability to see me through? No, I say a thousand times no. God's power to see you through is greater than the circumstances that we are dealing with in the moment. And I like this because in the book of Acts, uh, James, the brother of John, got executed by Herod. He, he got executed. And, uh, and then they arrested Peter. And they arrested Peter and they had soldiers all around Peter. And uh, Peter was going to get executed the following day. And the Bible says that, that the church was praying for Peter. And Peter, the Bible says that an angel came and saw Peter and, and had, to, had to wake him up. The Bible said the, the angel smote at him because he was in such deep sleep. Now, if you're about ready to get executed the following day, would you be sleeping? Probably not. You would be probably worrying. You would be probably praying. You'd be praying in tongues all night long, glory to God. You'd be trying to get some courage, amen, in that plight. But Peter was sleeping. I'm going to say this. Your greatest faith is when you're at your rest. Not when you're trying to make something happen. I'm preaching to somebody today. Not trying to struggle in your faith. Some people struggle in their faith trying to make their faith work. But you need to learn to learn to relax and let go and let God. And Peter, he was so deep in his sleep that that his faith was working. How was his faith working? Because he knew Jesus told him that he would die an old man. So he knew that that he would live his life out and he was young when he was in prison. So he already had the word of God. I'm going to say this to you today. The devil might be working on you, telling you that you're not going to make it, that you're going to die early in your life. But my Bible says with long life, I will satisfy you and show you. You have a word that's more sure than than prophecy. You have the word of God. And the Bible says with long life. Somebody say, long life. I will satisfy you and show you my salvation. So Peter had the word from Jesus and we have the word from God. And we're living long, say, I'm living a long, fruitful life. Glory to God. And that's the kind of life that God wants us living, glory to God. And then this is interesting that Peter, you know, that, that the angel caused, I guess, a deep sleep to go on to the soldiers, causes change to come off, opened the, the, the prison doors. He walked out a free man 
ended up knocking on the door uh, of the church and they were they were praying. The door was locked because they were in fear. And Rhoda, this girl, heard Peter. She was so excited. He said, let me in. And she just walked away. And she said, Peter's at the door. And none of those people that were praying actually believed it. Can you pray in fear, doubt, and unbelief? You better believe it. And I'm going to have to say this to you today. They said, no, it can't be Peter. It must be his spirit. Talking about that he already died. And so she said, no, it's Peter. Peter had a hard time getting in the church than getting out of jail. Sometimes, sometimes we got to get our faith in gear. Glory to God. And we got to believe when we pray that God is hearing our prayers and he's answering our prayers. I'm going to say this to you this morning. It wasn't their prayers that got Peter out of prison. It was Peter's faith in Jesus' word. I think Peter was the only one really believing. Amen. And they finally opened the door and said, Peter, you're here, you know. And what I say, sometimes when we pray and we believe for an answer and God gives us the answer, we're amazed. You ever get amazed with God? When you pray and all of a sudden the answer is met, God comes through and you're like, wow, it really worked. Have you ever been there? I've been there. I'm like, wow, he actually did it. He actually came through. Uh, I, you know, sometimes we pray with a little hesitancy we we pray we're not exactly too sure we we're we're, we're trying to believe it's going to work that that god's going to move but we're not a hundred percent at times but i'm going to say this get a hundred percent learn to rest in the promises of god and it says here you know humble yourself under the mighty hand of god that he may exalt you In due time. It takes humility to come under the mighty hand of God. Casting all your cares on him. For he cares for you. Glory to God. And so we need need to humble ourselves. And we need to cast our cares on the Lord. Why? Because in the Amplified it says here. That he cares about you with deepest affection. And he watches over you very carefully. What am I saying to you today? The devil's trying to plan some problems, some destruction in your life. But whatever the devil plans, God can get you out of it. My Larry was in a car accident the other day. But praise God, he walked away from it. Praise God that he and his son wasn't hurt, that the other driver wasn't hurt, that, that, that everything worked out, glory to God. And so, you know, whatever the devil plans for our destruction, God is already setting up to get us through it. Amen. Can I get a witness in the house today? So what we need to do is we need to learn to cast our cares on the Lord. Don't worry about the little stuff. Allow God to take care of it. And in 1 Peter 8, it says, Stay alert. The New Living Translation. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Remember that your family of believers all over the world is going through same kind of suffering you are. So in other words, uh, whatever the devil throws at you, he's throwing at other people too. 
So you're not just one special assignment that the devil is trying to attack. Glory to God. The enemy is working against everybody that's walking with Christ. Don't buy an idea that you're the only one. Elijah bought into the idea he was the only one serving God. And God gave him a revelation and said that there's 7,000 prophets of God that didn't bow their knee to Baal. So I'm going to say this to you today, that we need to keep standing firm no matter what we're dealing with in this life. Glory to God. Culture sometimes will say worry is something that we, is translated into caring. Sometimes we think worry is caring. Like a mother would say, I worry about my kids, implying I care about my kids. This is a twisted idea that worry somehow makes us more uh, caring individuals. And I want to say this, worry projects the negative, faith projects the positive. So worry projects the negative. Don't be worrying about what your kids are going to do. Start believing God in what they're going to do in Him. Start confessing positive things over your family. Don't worry they're going to end up in jail. Believe they're going to end up in church. Start believing. Let your faith move them into the future that you're believing them to move into. Worry projects a negative future. Job, in in Job 3, 25 and 26, he says, For the thing I greatly feared has come upon me, and what I dreaded has happened to me. I am not at ease, nor am I quiet. I have no rest, for trouble comes. So here, Job was highly developed in his fear. And I really believe it was his fear that brought the enemy into his life. But God knew that Job, it was going to be a turnaround for Job. Job was going to, re, that God was going to reveal some things to Job. That, that God is totally powerful, all powerful God that can bring you from a low level to a high level. And so, and so here, what he greatly feared. So don't worry, have faith, glory to God. Faith projects a positive future. In other words, you have to believe good things are ahead to keep from worrying to come into your life today. In Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, For I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not disaster to give you a future and a hope. In other words, uh, God's future for you is greater than your present that you're in today. You've got to believe that. You've got to believe that you're moving towards a better place than God. The Israelites came out of bondage. They went into the wilderness. But that, that wilderness experience was a process. It, it, it developed them to become warriors. And eventually they came in to the promised land. And I'm going to say this to you today. You might be coming out of your wilderness. You might be walking through your desert. But you are coming into a promised land. Can I get a witness? In other words, a life overflowing with milk and honey. Glory to God. In other words, the good, faith will always bring you into the good life. Somebody say the good life. I love this scripture in Job. Even though Job was going through turmoil in his life, 
there were still areas of faith he was walking in. And the Lord revealed to him, said this to Job. Job actually spoke this in Job 8, 7. He says, your beginnings will seem humble, so prosperous will your future be. So you might be in a humble place right now in your walk with God, but just wait. Just wait. God is doing something amazing, and it's just right up ahead. Can I get a a witness in the house today? See, it says in in Ephesians 3.20, Now, glory to God who is able through his mighty power to work within us to accomplish infinitely, infinitely more than we might ask or think. Amen. So, 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 so let's, let's review a little bit about, about walking in peace. Uh, Christians worry because they don't realize what re- is really important. See, if you realize what's really important, you won't worry. Just the natural things that we deal with down here, food, clothing, shelter, that's not really the most important thing. The most important thing is the kingdom of God. And when you're putting the most important thing first, God will cause everything else to come in line. Now, do Christians worry because they're not taking authority over negative thoughts and over their circumstances and situations? Look at your neighbor and say, take authority. And some of you need to take authority over the negativity that's coming into your lives. And, you're, and don't speak the negative thoughts Don't speak them out of your mouth. Why? Because you give them commanding power. Whatever you speak out of your mouth, it's commanding power that will uh, will either unleash angels on your behalf or unleash the devil to work against you. And so we got to unleash commanding power out of our words, glory to God. In other words, we need to start saying, devil, get behind me in Jesus' name. We need to start using our authority, amen? Casting, in 2 Corinthians 10, 5, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So, so we, we cast our cares and we cast down imaginations. So how do we take authority? We're casting our cares away from us and we're casting down those imaginations that's trying to come against us. Amen. Let's look at this in, in Matthew 6, 22. We're going to back up a little bit and go a little deeper this morning. Can we go a little deeper? And it says in Matthew 6, 22, uh, 6, 22 the light of the body is the eye. Therefore, thy eye be single the whole body shall be full of light. This is Jesus speaking. This is saying that, that our eyes, uh, are, when they're open to God's word, it will bring light into our being. So our eyes will bring, uh, as we see God's word, will bring light into our being. So this is saying that when we have the right focus on the word of God, then the, then the other things that are trying to come against our thinking will have to be put to the side. In other words, we need to be single-minded and not dual-minded. What do I mean by that? I mean, I'm saying this, the enemy's trying to think, get us to think on one side of life, and we need to think on the godly side of life. And so what happens is when we're dealing with worry, we're vacillating. God is, you know, I got good, God has good things for me. Oh, God doesn't have good things for me. Uh, uh, It's going to work. No, it's not going to work. 
And we've got to be very careful that we're not, we're not vacillating. Oh, it's, it, God's going to come through. Oh, he's probably not going to come through. No, God always comes through. Amen? So, so we got to get, get a revelation of that. James got that revelation. He said a double-minded man will get nothing from God. You can't be double-minded in your faith. You can't be vacillating between good and evil. In Matthew 6, 23, reading down, But if thy eye be evil or, or bad, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If their light if therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is the darkness, or how great is the fear. And then he says, No man can serve two masters, for he either will hate the one and love the other, or he will hold on to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. What is he saying here? In other words, he's saying here that we don't need to be chasing cash. We need to be chasing Christ. Can I get a witness now? Sometimes we get money motivated, but we need to be mission motivated. Can I get a witness now today? Because God is giving each one of us a mission. You all have a race to run. And then Jesus says, therefore, in verse 25, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat, what you shall drink, what you shall wear, because uh, Because life is more than those things. In other words, life in God is more than those things. God will provide those things as long as we put him first place. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. Amen. Jesus is saying when we get single-minded in our faith and serve God, putting him first in every area of our lives, God will take care of the rest. You see, God's name is Jehovah Jireh. This means that God is our provider, but it also means something a little bit more. It means that God sees ahead. Oh, I'm preaching to somebody. I'm saying to you this morning, God sees ahead. He already knows what problem you're dealing with, and he already has the answer for you already set in place. See, when when Abraham, when he was called to uh, sacrifice Isaac... And he went out to Mount Moriah and he went up there and, and his boy said, where's the sacrifice? Abraham said to his son, Isaac, the Lord will provide. And then when Abraham was there and was ready to sacrifice Isaac, the angel stopped him and said, now I know that you fear God. See, there's always a test to see if we really honor God. Are you passing the test in your life that you truly fear God? And then God pronounced a blessing over Abraham, saying that his seed will cause a blessing on the whole earth. And then he stopped Abraham, but Abraham threw his, by, in his heart already you know, put that knife down on his son. So it, it was counted for Abraham as righteousness because he obeyed God. Amen. And so he obeyed God. And that's the reason why we have Jesus and we just have to obey God. And then it's God already provided because God sees and he provides. And he looked and he saw the ram in the thicket. It was already there before he got there. I, I, we were looking for a property and, and, and we were having a hard time finding one. This was a couple years back before we got in this place. 
and we were looking and it was like it seemed impossible. It's, it was places that, that didn't want to rent to a church. We were looking for storefronts and we, we spent, you know, not too long, maybe two or three weeks. And then, then Yin found this place and there was a church that was supposed to be here. And we saw that, you know, there was an open space that where you have to build out a church, which would, you know, a lot of times people go into a storefront and they spend thousands of dollars to build out a place to make it functional for a church. And, and so we, we came out and we saw this, this church over here. We just felt led just to walk and the doors were open and there was no furniture. And we, we got the revelation that nobody's having church here. And what am I saying? God already provided this place. It wasn't even up for sale. It wasn't in uh, Zillow or any of, of the places that you look for to find property. It, it was saved for us. Amen. And so God got us into a place where we didn't have to build out, where God already provided. God is the God that provides and takes care of us. Amen. Glory to God. And God will take care of you. You just need to learn to cast your cares on the Lord. You need to learn to cast those imaginations down. You've got to believe that God is in you. God is with you. And God is for you. And when you start standing in faith, you will walk in the faith twins. You will walk in peace and joy. Did you receive it this morning? Let us bow our heads in prayer. Father, I just thank you for your mercies and your goodness and your love. And I thank you, Father God, that you're helping us to walk in the, the, the fruit of the spirit of peace and joy. I thank you for the people here this morning, those watching online. And if you are desiring God to invade your life, you need to bow your knee to Jesus. And you can do that by confessing him as Lord and Savior in your life. Say this and mean your heart. If you're ready to receive Christ, say, Dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Today, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org 